do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. That's a bad outfit. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Am I the prettiest? Show down! Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show now! Well, who am I? Show now! The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kyla. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch Woo! One. Okay, now that everybody's deaf, <laughs> welcome back, Geeksters, Geek Watch One. Once again, recording at the home of Geek Watch One, the Oddmall Alp- Outpost. It's been a while since we told everybody we're here, so. That's true. That's true. They should know by now. That's on. right. They follow us every week. You should know. So, how are you guys doing? Doing okay. Doing good. Glad the weather's getting better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was saying all week, it's like, they, okay, we got one more week that is allowed to snow. Yeah. And then it's not allowed to snow anymore. Right. Because baseball starts in another week. <laughs> Although it has it has snow oh, yeah. frequently. And was it last year, year before, we had beginning of May. We had yeah, snow, we snow in May, so you know. Yeah, anybody, well, anybody yeah. knows northern baseball, it's not uncommon to get snow outs in the first mm-hmm. in April. Yep. Didn't then like a couple years ago? Didn't the home opener get the the yeah? Oh yeah, Indians home home get snowed out. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, you know, cause Ohio sprinter, <laughs> sprinter. There you go. That's right. So um, yeah, <laughs> you just totally lost your train. Ah uh, yeah. Oh, I don't even know what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, you do because you suggested it. That I did. Robots. Oh, we are okay. Cool. Did you guys enjoy that? The, no. At all? No. Okay. Oh, I have reasons, and they're quite <laughs> obvious if you watch it. Okay, I love the cat. There were some good parts, but I, well, when I admit, when I suggested that last week, we'd only seen the first episode, mm-hmm. and so. Um, but it depends what first episode, because Netflix has been showing it in four different um, orders. Uh, orders. Mm-hmm. Ah, which one did we see first? The first was the kaiju. Yeah, the kaiju battle one was the first one we the, saw. I didn't see the um, big monster battle. No, I saw no, the well, monster battle. The monster battle kaiju. one where they're controlling a mentally. Oh, yeah, it was just yeah. monsters. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't consider that kaiju. Well, that's the first one we saw. Yeah, that's what we saw too. So we, so, must have had, we probably had the same order. Yeah. So um, they, they had. It was cool one, now that we actually seen the whole thing. It was hit or miss. Some of the stuff was phenomenal. Most of it was, it was eh. <laughs> Most of it was missed for sure. A couple see. of them I wouldn't mind seeing further. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but other than that, what'd you guys do this week? I finally finished Spider Man. The game. Uh, the game. I got <laughs> I got one hundred percent on all all the uh, with the extra missions and that with too, the extra so. missions up. And there was j- just when you think you know everything is good and you know and, and you and you watch you give me a nice happy ending. And, and, but there, there was a, a a decent happy ending at the at the end of the the last um the 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 last DLC. But then. There is the stand tribute. Yeah, and there's another I stand still, tribute. I still, <laughs> you know, they're still hard to watch. It's they like it's are. Be that case. They are. But uh, it was good. Uh, I feel like it's it's probably one of the best Spider-Man stories that really that could have easily been a movie. 
just, just I think that's why they did it that way, though. Yeah. Like, they purposely yeah. actually scripted it out like a movie. They did. There was, was a lot to it. That and it really they they added a lot of depth to Mary Jane because uh, mm-hmm. so often Mary Jane comes across as like as Pete's cheerleader. Yeah. You know, but you or, actually got to play her some points in the game too. Yeah, though. you did. So you actually get cool. to play as her, and you get to play as Miles. Miles, yeah, yeah. So you, it's not just Peter that you're playing as. And and so they kind of also at the end you see where Peter finally, well, fi- Peter finally he's sort of off and on off screen has been training Miles. Yeah. And so like at the end of it, they're like on top of some. Build- it looked like the, looked like the Empire State, and. So he's like, he's going to teach him how to swing. And so he says, are you ready? He says, well, yeah. So Pete, no, he's used to doing this. So he jumps off and, and then, and then Miles jumps off and he goes, whoa, you just see him like, he's he basically belly flops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yo, going straight down. I'm sure Peter is no. Because Peter forgets <clears throat> that he's the little bird who has never yeah. left this nest. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Pete taught himself. So he had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's pretty much was the last little, little like end credit, right? You know, so pr- probably you know when they get around to the sequel, you're gonna probably see more of Miles. It'll probably have more Miles. Probably have yeah. more Miles in that one, you, or you especially because might- Miles' popularity is on the rise yeah. because of of uh, Spider Verse and everything yes. like that. Too, Speaking so. of which, anybody around here that would want that still wants to see Spider Verse, you can actually see it for free on the thirtieth. No Midway Drive-In is opening on March 30th this year in Ravenna, and it's free. Um, and they're having special because it's their 80th anniversary for the drive-in or something. So oh, doing okay. Enter the Spider Verse and I think Escape Room. Okay, okay. So, this is a good one and a not so good one. Well, um, and it's like 70 cent well, hot dogs and a bunch screens. of other deals. Oh wow, they have okay. two screens. Yeah, they run so they two screens. So, yeah, they may only be running right. one or both screens in one movie each. Right, right. But you, you can still go see it for free next this um, Saturday. No, that's cool. Which okay. is kind of cool. I mean, it may be a little chilly for a drive-in, but that's fine. You can around here running. means Northeast Ohio, by the way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ravenna's actually... You know, uh, we don't want those people in Brazil thinking we're in their neighborhood or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a lot of local people to Northeast Ohio that listen, too. We so. do. We do. Um, but I actually finished a game this week. Uh-oh. And it, you were saying about how um, it has kind of a linear story and it actually is scripted like a movie. Uh, that's my favorite type of game. I like the ones where you play, see, you're playing the character, but it is a straight-through story. The big open sandbox ones, there's too much stuff to do, and I, I'm one of those that... I, my ADD kicks in, and it's like, I got. oh, wait, I got to do this? Oh, wait, no, I got to do that. You want missions toward an end. Yes. Yeah. Well, I finished Star Wars Battlefront 2, wow. all the campaign missions for that. Oh. And it was actually really cool. It was... Um, most people have already played it probably at this point, but right. it was basically tells the story of a um, an Imperial Special Ops unit right after... Um, Return of the Jedi okay. that actually flips to the Rebellion it works with the Rebellion and it goes all the way through to the end of the Empire which was the Battle of Jakku that's because you had okay. daddy issues yeah <laughs> and then um, the the DLC that they had dropped for it for the next set of campaign was like three more missions and it's like 20 years in the future from there okay and that happens actually that's right about the same time as The Force Awakens is when they do that one okay and it's Iden that you play the whole thing it's her and her daughter Fighting mission, still going after the same guy that got away in the first one. Okay, and it sets up for them to do another set of DLC content, possibly after Episode Nine comes out. Because the way they have it set up, if they do what they tease towards, it'll give away stuff for what they're planning to do for Episode Nine. Right. 
or it would be after episode nine. So we gotta wait till after that before they could actually put something else in there. Gotcha. Okay. That might be changing though, with um, depending on what Disney decides to do with this new Lucasfilm games that they're bringing back. Um, although it has nothing to do with Star Wars games. Yeah. They've already said that they brought they brought back the label, but they're not doing anything Star Wars related to it because they already have all the yeah. stuff with EA and everything else. Well, EA right. goes until twenty. And they said they're not bringing it back for the sake of Star Wars games. Huh. Yeah, because so, that that was the very first thing everyone yeah. thought when they well, saw that's, it. Yeah, because EA really has not done much with Star Wars, right? Which I don't blame them for, <clears throat> because why do you, why put all the money into something you don't own? That's right. Right. When you can put all well, your yeah, money into games you own, you get all the money, money out, of out of it. Still, yeah. <laughs> right. you get more out of their homegrown games, though. Right. So, so, so maybe we will see uh, some Indiana Jones content. Then. Indiana Jones. Actually, an update of Monkey Island would be fun. <coughs> if you remember Monkey Island from back in the early '90s, was this was an old point-and-click role-playing game. I never played. Monkey it was an Island. adventure role-playing game, a Sierra yeah. style. Remember uh, Sierra games? Yeah. Way back in the day? Yeah. It was that style okay. of a uh, See, that's just it. Game. People have to remember Lucas Games had more than just yeah. Star Wars. There's a lot beyond that. Right. And, well, and adventure games are really <clears throat> popular right now anyway. Right. And Lucasfilm Games actually hasn't even existed since the mid-90s. Yep. Right. Because they became LucasArts. Right. Right. So that was an interesting one that they actually brought back Lucasfilm Games and not LucasArts. But right. it may be because of the synonymousness of um, everybody knew LucasArts was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had other games too, but they were known for yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, but anyone games. sees the name Lucas, they're like, oh, Star Wars. Let's yeah. like, calm right. down. Just calm yeah, down. Lucasfilm, yeah. there's not a whole lot of other IPs, but there are other IPs yeah. that they own. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we did that, and we actually got to see Shazam last night. I'm not going to say anything about it. <laughs> I was going to say, you had, can't say anything. <laughs> no, we had a whole lot of fun. It was definitely worth going to see, and in two weeks, we're going to tell you guys all about it. There you go. <laughs> but, so, it was, but, um, there were some surprises. Mm-hmm. There won't be. be when the movie premieres. It won't be because no one's going to keep their mouth shut after this. Yeah, all the, re- the reviews are starting, and <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna, we'll keep our mouth shut. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but everybody else is going to. <laughs> well, I I, I, I was uh, doing some work last night, and what, I did read a review that came out like late last night, and it it, it was pretty vague about everything. But they uh, they took an inter- interesting take on. It. They felt like the movie did a really <laughs> Was strongest where it focused on his family. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they said it's, it was, it's, the thing is though, Shazam has always been family oriented, right? You know, it's kind of honestly, Shazam's another Boy Scout. Like it goes <laughs> yeah. right along with Superman, and well, right. not surprisingly, that's why Ken loves it. <laughs> so there's a reason that um, well, whatever it was, Wiz Comics or something that had mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel back in the 40s. There mm-hmm. was a reason that being them and DC were fighting legally back and forth for years mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Captain Marvel was so close oh, to Superman. Yeah. Right. Although Captain Marvel will, I, I'll even admit, Captain Marvel would beat Superman in a straight up fight. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, super, <laughs> the problem is Superman is vulnerable to magic. Mm-hmm. All of Captain Marvel's everything is magic based. Yeah. So they have all the. They're just as strong as each other. They're all invulnerability, right. everything else, except the magic tips it. Right. I was it back in the mid mid eighties or so. There was like a thing. Was a DC Comics presents. So, was, mm-hmm. uh, so there was one that was called. There was an issue called Man and Super Marvel, and Mitchell Plick had come in. And switched uh, Shazam's and uh, Superman's powers. Okay. And so, like through through the comic, all of a sudden, like Superman's flying, he's trying to use his X-ray vision, and all of a sudden, he can't. See That's it. funny because back in the eighties, yeah. um, in the modern times, Jeff Johns gave um, Captain Marvel or Shazam a bunch more stuff, like the right. thing yeah. where he was shooting lightning and stuff like that. That was never in the books no. until the New Fifty Two no. version, right? 
Yeah, this this movie is in the New Fifty Two version. Yeah. It is Jeff Johns, That's which where they, it is awesome. where DC's focused yeah. Yeah. on on all the recent movies, uh-huh. the modern versions. Because if you do the original Shazam, I mean, it's almost not impressive. Yeah, some of the it, it's basically it's straight up wise. Superman, right. except for it's a fourteen year old or a twelve thirteen year old kid as yeah. Superman. Yeah, right. So the new one, they've changed him up a little bit, which is cool. Yeah. So uh, don't don't expect a love story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's extremely problematic in Not this yet. instance. Expect our age attempted to drink. <laughs> yeah, they did a lot uh, yeah. of the stuff you expected to see a teenager. All of a sudden, he's in his mid twenties. All the yeah. stuff that he's going to try to do. It's, it's a he's usual still jokes. a kid. Yeah, when he's yeah. when he's a kid. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it was a blast. Which is actually is kind of is funny because uh, there was like I think in one of the animated movies. When they realized that, or it might be in one of the comics, when the Justice League realizes it was, it was in the comics, when Justice League realizes that they actually that find out Peter, how old he is. He is no, like, Young Justice did it also. It's, it's like there was a Justice League one because Wonder Woman said something about yeah. um, maybe having to cover up because of how old he was. <laughs> yeah. Said, well, do, do we uh, can can he actually even be a member? You know. Cause, well, yeah, because that was but, the one they were then they were talking about. Well, what about Connor? Because Connor is only like mm-hmm. three years old. Right. Yeah. At this point. Well, you're talking, that's when Young Justice took it. Right. Because Young Justice, they um, in season two of Young Justice, they had an episode that um, the magic villains had got together and cast a spell where it divided our world and split it into two dimensions. Anybody under 18 was in one dimension, over 18 is in another. Ah, and okay. eventually, no one knows what's going on. All the, the adult world, obviously, all the kids disappeared. In right. the kids' world, all the adults disappeared. Right. So you got the Young Justice teams in the kid <laughs> world, obviously, because most of them yeah. are under eighteen. And um, then, the, and no one, even uh, Captain Marvel doesn't know what's going on. But he's flying around. He says Shazam, and all of a sudden, he switches wor- <coughs> universes. Oh, because so as Captain Marvel, he was an adult. Right. As Billy Batson, he's a kid. So yeah. the, he was able to actually talk back and forth between the two <laughs> leagues, and they were able to figure it out. See, I only ever remember where they were sitting on there and they were debating on kicking him out or not. Yeah, that was at the end of that one, I think. Um, Then I think the end of that season, they were talking about, or somewhere in that season, they're talking about new membership for the Justice League. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has been part of teams. Mostly he's Mm -hmm. been on his own or family related. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, yeah, it it was fun. Go see it. It comes out in two weeks. It's definitely worth the see. So, uh, other than that, what. Uh, we're ready to get into some... We can get into news. Yeah. Why not? Well, I got a slight one, but it might be considered what? after dark, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Just watch your language. You can go ahead and... <laughs> yeah, because we're going to be going a little bit um, adult later on, because you can't do not yeah. do Love and <laughs> well, love, Death and love Robots. But we'll warn you guys before we change anything. My uh, it's, it's taken a little over six years, but I finally got the glittery stick pulled out of my butt. Yeah. <laughs> no longer have to deal with pretty, pretty princess. Mm-hmm. Or princesses, I should say. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> as far as you know. I know, you may end up You never know in new locations. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, if um, I end up working at a hospital, then, then that'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Check myself into, like, what, whatever. The psych ward. Yeah. psych ward, there you go. <laughs> uh, before we get into news, though, let's remind, um, we do have an oddball coming up in a month and a half. Right. Beginning of May is the next Odd Mall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I got to talk to you guys about that later, but. Um, <laughs> uh, so check that out. Once uh, again, also, it's on Free Comic Book Day. It's a Saturday. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. FYI. Um, there, and check, there's a comic uh, shop right across the street from it. Right? What? It's 29th. Yeah. So. Um, Ken's going to be dressed as Bigfoot and Camp. Well, hang on, on, wait. On the 29th. Yeah, anybody who's in the Northeast Ohio area, uh, 
small town monsters that we've talked about on here a doing lot. a premiere for well that's this is this is the big one because I'm actually in this one mm-hmm. on the big screen on the trail of Bigfoot he's so come monster. check it out well, I will be there you wouldn't know he's in it well <laughs> no actually I'm, yeah. I'm in the credits as Bigfoot and 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 huh? and, and what and he, he he's he's not going to be in town. Oh no no! We'll tell you that later. <laughs> not. <laughs> so um. I'm still saying you're not going to be in town. <laughs> so well, yeah, come check that out. Canton Palace Theater Saturday or Friday night, the 29th. Um, this is Friday. That's right. Check it out. Come say hi. If you see Bigfoot in the lobby, that's probably me. <laughs> it might be not be if, if you see Bigfoot outside It might not be So you Yeah If not if, it, if you see Bigfoot outside Pull out your camera The panels for Odd Model Are pretty much locked down uh, We have We have the, the good Our friends from The Malt Meeple Coming in to do a panel Yeah They're kind you, of do They're, they're going to do something Kind of a, an intro To gaming sort of thing Yeah I'm not sure exactly Whether it's going to be An RPG or board gaming Or what it's going to be yet But more of an introductory sort of thing. So if you really want to get your your hands dirty in gaming, then swing by on Sunday afternoon for, uh, for that. For that. We 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 have a panel called um, for for the Mar- Captain Marvel fans out there, the Mother Flurkin uh, Captain Marvel fan panel. We have a panel called uh, Keto for Busy People. Yeah, we're doing a keto panel because it's popular and. We kind of know what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we got uh, we and um, our friends from uh, Banded Spirits will be back. Uh, they're going to be there for both days uh, doing panels. We also, for those of you who are interested in filmmaking and storyboarding, we have panels for that as well. So there we'll is a full slate of panels there this time, and it's going to be uh, in a different spot. It's actually going to be a little out in the open. It's going to be upstairs where they're used to. They used to have that bit of gaming area. Oh, wow, they're the going to let Andy use that open area for tables it? and stuff. That's what Andy said. That's the area we've got for panels this time. Because it's nice. where the kids were at. Because originally it was in the yeah. back room and nobody came to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why we're moving it. Because, like... Uh, so hopefully making a bit of noise up there will get some attention. People yeah. will buy right, more. So, so, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, we'll make sure the schedule is out in plenty of time. So tell your friends, your family, your loved ones. And don't forget, and- Odd Mall is free. I mean, donations yeah. are appreciated, but it is free. Yeah. You can bring your entire family of 20 people and not worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing you're paying for is what you buy. So. Exactly. This this one especially, it feels like if you take the weirdest, strangest arts and crafts show you've ever seen mixed with everything that's good of Comic-Con. Yeah. All into one show. Exactly. It's the Jonas Knight Center, downtown Akron on May... Fourth and fifth? First weekend of May. First, first weekend of May. <laughs> it's always the first weekend of May. Yeah. Always. So come check it out. Yes, it is the fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but other than that, what do we have in the way of news? Let's get to news. Um, first off, let me just mention the news that I'm sure a lot of people did see. Late Friday, they released this. Of course, so I saw this like on my way home. On Well, I, I, I take the bus. I wasn't driving to look at this. <laughs> but on my way home Friday. Um, Supernatural is ending. Yes. Um, season 15, which is the next season, will be their last. They announced it in, in a rather uh, heartfelt little video that had Jared Jensen and uh, Mika. And, uh, yeah, so they're finally bringing it to a close. And I saw a, twi- a tweet this morning from uh, Mark Shepard. Mm-hmm. Saying, and I'm, I'm guessing people were asking him if he's going to show up in the next season or something. Right. Because the tweet was, um, 
don't ask me. They've not asked me yet. <laughs> no, or no one's talked to me. Right. It, was, it was basically what the tweet was. So uh-huh. obviously, I mean, quite, he as of right now, they're not saying. Quite he'll honestly, be there. by the end, I almost think that they will have the most popular characters back. They need to for cameos at least. I mean, look at this year. They had they had um, their dad show up in the in yeah. three hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we have the good, the good thing is they announce it now. They're not quite done this season, so we have another entire season, and they will properly write the ending. We yeah. won't get... I mean, well, we might get a cliffhanger. It's supernatural after all, but they will actually be able to write it and bring it to a close as they want to, which Oops. is kind of the best way to do it, with, especially with a show like this that's been so long running. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, not long after Castiel was first introduced, he talked about the the Book of Winchester. So, like, uh, apparently, like, whatever happens to them, Mm-hmm. It's going to be epic. I mean, they end up apparently a book in the Bible. So, well, in a future I mean, Bible, I'm just saying, they, based on... They, they quite literally have met God multiple yeah. times. Yeah. So, God actually, likes and, and, and God has it, written about them. Was the last episode the one before that someone said something about God, and they're like, we've met him. He's nothing like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God <laughs> has a beard. Said that. That's yeah. not God. He has a beard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, but think about it. The Reapers... Have all the the chapters of the Winchesters too? They have an entire line in the Reaper Library, right? So yeah, and if I remember, they said that there was actually multiple different ones because they never know how exactly the Winchesters are going to finally die, right? So they all of them have different different endings because you never know. Dean. But <laughs> but because yeah. of because of the crap that was going on with Michael, um, there was one way that the one Reaper had given Dean he could end it. But that's not what happened this past week. Yeah, that, no. Okay, there was something that happened, and we'll give it away because I think it was two a lot of people ago, aren't caught yeah. up to it. Um, that, I'm wondering, but okay. yeah, That was two weeks ago, yeah. Um, this past week was actually back to the originals, like Monster of the Week yeah, story. That yeah. was actually pretty awesome. You know, that's that, what I've been missing anyway. I have to admit, I, I, to go, I've gone 14 seasons, and, uh, and it was pretty much snake-free until... <laughs> And I knew it was going to happen. The thing was, I knew it was going to happen at some point. There had to be a snake at some point, yeah. And And then they do it for like an entire six episodes. Kylan was not happy with this episode, let me tell you, with the the snake dude. With the Medusa episode? Um, Yeah. yeah, He was not happy, yeah. And and apparently, and apparently it just proves that Dean Dean and I have even more in common. Like, like (laughs) Dean's like, oh, it's cool. And I'm like, Dean likes snakes and even like And then he avoids it. Oh, it's all good as yeah. long as it's over there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> then I'm like, I agree with Dean. So yeah, so that that was not the greatest news, but you know, expected at some point along the way. Well, maybe this is going to open it up though, because um, we've heard all these rumors of um, Berlanti and them and everybody looking at possibly reviving Constantine. Yep. Could we actually get that to be replacing Supernatural? Well, yeah, but the other thing is uh, they don't necessarily want to yeah. stick with a comic property. You know, something that, well, more, something more original. Is, I think the CW. Once more, the comic CW pro- loves its comic properties. Admittedly, they because do. that's where they're all the ratings. But are there, from. but there does come a time when yeah. there's overkill that they're going to have too many. Well, that's um, with Arrow leaving. We got Batwoman replacing yeah, it. Exactly. Now it's like, where else are you going to? Chances we might get Constantine. That's the th- that's what yeah. I was thinking. That might be the one extra. Which I'll let, I'll I still say. I'd, I'd love to see Constantine on streaming though. Yeah. For them to really yeah. be able to <clears> do but Constantine. If, if you think on it, Constantine could replace Supernatural. And Batwoman could replace Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, unless they really and there's rumor that Legends might be ending next season. Possibly, but yeah. If, so. if they if they felt daring, they could try and come up with something that that puts Argus in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. 
if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know what would be really good if they brought back the Dresden Files. They did a reboot of Dresden Files. That would take supernatural. NBC had NBC. I think they had it, didn't they? Originally, yeah. Because it ended up on Sci-Fi at this point. Yeah. But yeah, by that. Um. But like you said, um, it will. It's weird because the rumors out of DC television side. It all is occult and this weird stuff because we have that Tracy 13 show still floating yeah. around out there somewhere. Um, like you were saying with streaming, Swamp Thing's coming and they're going for an actual R-rated horror right. Swamp Thing. Which is, since we know that the DC Universe is not worried about going that direction, with the, Constantine I think would be a good fit on there. Yeah. If, you want, if we wanted to do an actual full-on Constantine uh, mature... And they, and they could do the comic book crossovers of Constantine yeah. and Swamp Thing that they have. That would work. So, and Tracy 13, I think, because teenager, it's, uh, that would actually maybe be the right direction to go for something to, on the CW. Right, right. So. But, okay, other news. Um, good news, we found out that American Gods has already been new- renewed for a third season. It's not even halfway through its second season at this point. Um, but it'll have a new showrunner, and if you remember, leading up to the second season, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama with showrunners. Um, because uh, you had people leaving and then people being added and then they left and then someone else got and so it was a lot of confusion but Neil Gaiman is happy that there's a new kind of full showrunner for this uh, he's the one of course we know who has written the novel and has actually served as executive producer on the show so he knows the direction everything's going um, and so this will be actually the fourth showrunner in three seasons <laughs> but Honestly, I've, I've, I'm like I'm already caught up in the on the first few episodes uh, of this season, and it's it's still looking good. Like it still has the feel of the first season. It's uh, it didn't get greatly affected, I don't think, by the turmoil behind the scenes. Um, so hopefully that'll continue with something good. And like I said, we're getting a third season for sure. Um, and another interesting little story that came up is that NBC is considering reviving Sliders. Okay, yeah, I did wow. see something about that. <laughs> this is a show that was much loved back in the day. It ran from 95 to 2000. Yeah, so it had a long case, run. In case you didn't realize, it did run for five, five or six seasons. Well, I think part um, of the thing with that was, that if remember, it was on Sci-Fi, wasn't it? Um, it was split. Mm-hmm. It was between um, Sci-Fi and NBC. Okay. I think NBC um, had like one or I two seasons, I think NBC though. started it and Sci-Fi took yeah. over or something well, like that. Well, they did that a couple times in the 90s because yeah. they did the same thing with Stargate. Stargate yeah. had one season, I think, on Showtime, then had a year off, and then they came back to Sci-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. And so, back then, Sci-Fi wasn't everywhere yet. So, John Reese davies actually commented at the recent Toronto Comic Con and said that Jerry O'Connell has been pestering him for a number of years to try and get this off the ground again. Um, and they've actually been talking to NBC about it. Um, whether or not it would be a continuation or a reboot, obviously no one knows because they're just starting the talks. Uh, but NBC does actually seem interested. And one of the big issues, however, is because of that split that they had when the series was first out is ownership. Um, well, it's actually questionable at this point whether it's Sci-Fi, Fox, or NBC that okay. owns... I say because Fox would be right. a weird one because NBC and um, Sci-Fi is the same thing. Yeah, and that that's the that's why it's questionable as to uh, Fox is the one that comes in and actually has some rights to it. Why would Fox have anything so, to do with it if it didn't? Um, well, they may have made it and then NBC yeah. and Sci-Fi Fox actually put it out. Yeah, 
So so that's where it's iffy right now, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, another one that Kylan's very happy to have heard because I told him this week. Uh, Netflix is developing a modern take on The Three Musketeers. Okay. Yes! <laughs> a modern take? That's different. Modern take Because and... people remake the original all the time. Exactly. And they don't do it so well sometimes. Uh, but the, the BBC one that they did a couple years ago, that the, was actually really good. The BBC one was phenomenal. Uh, that was really good. Uh, and it held to the novel pretty closely. But this one is a modern take, and they're saying it's something akin to Mission Impossible in tone. Okay. Which... I can see that. If you've actually read the novel and read later, like, you know that the later parts of the novel are a little more spy-related. Yeah. And a little more into that. They're not just a lot of sword fights that people basically think of when they think Three Musketeers. But most movies... Like, most movies only stop at the halfway point in the novel. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what Netflix is going to do with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, especially it's Netflix. They've been doing yeah. so well with their modern, with their original stuff, and mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting. Um, another Kylan happy story <laughs> is that uh, Valiant Comics is coming out with a new uh, Bloodshot series. Okay. <laughs> and now. Uh, I know we've mentioned it before, but you may not remember. In a year's time, less than a year's time, actually, next February is when the Bloodshot movie starring Vin Diesel hits theaters. So this fall, Valiant is kind of relaunching Bloodshot with a new series that is hopefully going to get people a little psyched for the movie. Um, They've brought in writer Tim Seeley. Uh, who has worked on Hack and Slash, and artist Brett Booth, who has worked on Teen Titans and Batman Beyond, uh, for the series with covers illustrated by Declan Chalvey, who's done a Return of Wolverine and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. So they've got big names. Seeley's a Valiant busy, universe. busy guy then because he really is. He's got like four titles at DC right now, yeah. plus one of their um, Walmart Giants. Yeah, and the cool thing is that now, unlike the early days of comic companies. Writers and artists seldom get exclusive agreements, yeah. and they can switch off between different companies and get to experience and explore different characters. Mm-hmm. So um, they're also going to have for free comic book day written by Tim Seeley. There's actually going to be a special Bloodshot adventure. Um, so it's actually made just for free comic book day. So that'll be something to look out for, especially if you're into the uh, assassin kind of story. Bloodshot's not really superhero story um he's uh kind of a machine man yeah because of all the nanos in him he's a machine man yeah Yeah. he's a man he's a machine um and he's pretty much unstoppable but he's an assassin so uh there's a lot of killing that's a lot of of killing a lot of blood there's a reason he's called bloodshot Uh, (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot of blood like killing and um he, he doesn't know who the heck he is. No, he doesn't. He, he, does, he, does he actually know. does not know who he is. Like, like he, he has a file, and he refuses to read the file, because the file... He's not <laughs> sure if he wants to know who he really is, because he's he not too crazy about who he is right now. Right. So, yeah. Well, this is... Um, it makes a whole lot of sense that they're going to be doing this. Oh, yeah. Because you, you want the... Cause, all comic book companies, one of the major reasons you put out a movie of anything is to try to, to direct them back comics. to the books. Right. Now, Marvel, I know, has said before that they're disappointed because they're not getting that bleed over back. Right. DC really, some, but not Both much. Both of them don't really get Neither much. Neither one of them don't no. get a whole lot of 
backflow into the comics from the movies. Right. But everybody tries to do that. That's why you want to put out the movies. Because right. it, it takes a whole lot of money to put out a movie. Mm-hmm. So you want yeah. that to be reciprocated back into your book sales if you can help it. Well, and, and with Bloodshot as well, because even though Valiant is a pretty big company at this point, mm. Bloodshot is, is not a well-known character in the mainstream comic people. No. Um, like it, you know, they have a couple big. They they have Bloodshot. They have Ninjak. Those are their two biggest characters, which are pretty big in their world. But a lot of people still don't know much about them. Yeah, right. So they're, they're big out, fish in a very, very, very small pond. Exactly. So putting out a new series of Bloodshot, letting people get introduced and start there in the fall, that'll maybe get them a little more interested in yeah. his mm-hmm. background. Um, and. On the flip side of that, um, the long-time Amazing Spider-Man comic strip has ended. Wow. Um, This was the first ever Spider-Man newspaper comic strip. It has ended after four decades of publication. Um, It was the syndicated strip that, you know, you you get across newspapers uh, from King Features Syndicate. And on, uh, as of March 25th, it's, uh, it's ended and... They they see it as a permanent ending. They don't see it as any kind of hiatus or something. You know, regeneration or something. They're they're going to be um, apparently for the moment reprinting early <coughs> versions, uh, mm-hmm. early comics. They okay. I don't know if they're going right back to the beginning, but mm-hmm. they're they're reprinting early ones. Um, but it was actually launched with Stan Lee's involvement in 1977 as part of a new wave of comic book to comic strip crossovers. Ah. Um, so that was actually considered a crossover at the time. Right. Well, at the same time, they, Star Wars had a newspaper strip. And, yeah, it did. Um, and this is the—it's the last one to remain in print. It has run serially in daily and Sunday papers ever since it first started, um, and featured artwork from like even way back. The original artist was John Romita Sr. Wow. Um, so to uh, you know, daily artists Larry yeah. Lieber and Sunday Funnies artist Alex Saviak and writers like Rory Thomas. So it, it's had a lot of well-known names associated with it throughout the years, and more than forty years is huge for anything. That's, yeah. yeah. At some and, point, we need to do a book on, or uh, not a book, <laughs> and, and it, issue here uh, on um, newspaper comic strips yeah. because that the modern comic book. Was created through this yes. to start with. Yeah, it was. Original, the original comics in the ni- in the thirties before Superman and stuff mm-hmm. were reprints of your daily strips in, the, com- in yes, the newspapers. It was, and this is an art form that is dying. Yeah, because because, because newspapers, people don't get yeah. newspapers anymore. I people mean, don't get newspapers, or when the people that do get their newspapers don't read the comics, and, and they're dying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I hate to put it that way, but quite honestly, if you're over the if you're over the age of mm-hmm. probably forty five to fifty, is the people who are getting newspapers now, most of the time. They are slowly evolving some because your uh, your newspaper strips was what a lot of people have now as their web comics. Yep, right. Your f- your four and five panel story web comics. Mm-hmm. That's what originally was in the newspaper strips. And and you you move from web comics to published comics really easily mm-hmm. if they're popular enough. There's a few published uh, series out there now that started as web yeah. comics. But it's so, a, it's a totally different thing being yeah. able to tell an entire story in four panels. Right. And it depends what it is, too. Like, you had something like Spider-Man or any of the other superhero ones or... What was that other one? Mary Worth? Yeah, they have the soap opera style ones. And they ones. were serialized. Or you had your stories. Or Crime and yeah, stuff like that, yeah. That were just ongoing. Rex, Rex Morgan. Those yeah. And they even yeah. had Tarzan. I mean, yes. they had... The, the stories would go on for days, weeks, even yeah. months at a time. We're, okay, we're going to be doing this in the next two months sometime. <laughs> we're going to have to do some yeah. research because there's a bunch of stuff out there that... There's a lot to talk so, about. A lot of these... 
got movies back in the 40s and 50s. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. That's where you got your serials in the movie Blondie, theater. I think Blondie had like Blondie four movies, movies or five yeah. movies. Yeah, I used to watch Blondie, Blondie series. Yep. Um, yeah. Dick Tracy, that people know now, yep. yeah. started as newspaper strips. Yep. yep. And he uh, had what seven or eight movies mm-hmm. back then, and, and like uh, I think um, the flat one, the Flash Gordon, well, Flash mm-hmm. Gordon was one of the first comics because somebody and decided Rogers. to yep. take all the the strips in, exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to cover this because this yeah. is a, a huge <laughs> thing that a lot of Future newer history. younger geeks may not even knew about this. This is the history you need to know. People. That's right. <laughs> Okay, uh, one of the other big things this week um, was the new Stranger Things trailer dropped, and I'm sure you all watched it if you're into Stranger Things. Season 3 is on its way July 4th. You already knew that because they released that previously. There's a hell of a lot in this trailer. Mm -hmm. There is. It's not just a teaser. It runs for a couple minutes. It shows you a monster. I mean, there's a lot in this trailer. I I didn't watch it, but I'm going to watch the show, so I wasn't worried about watching the trailer. Yeah, there's... (laughs) There, it's it's so eighties. Like, yes, it's set in the summer of eighty five, but it is so eighty five. So it's so Stranger Things. They're at the mall. They've got big hair. They've got bright colors. Oh my god, it's so eighties. It's and the cool thing I'm is the kids in it are getting older. Yeah, yeah. So they're exactly. becoming teenagers in the eighties. That's just it. They're teenagers, and um, so part of the trailer shows you kind of the differences in their friendship that's going on now, and. Um, also shows you some of the differences with other characters like uh, Chief Hopper and and Joyce Byers. And there's been speculation as to the monster that's in it because something's going on and it might might be one of the characters you see in the trailer that actually becomes that monster. And if you think about it, it's a pretty good chance that it is. So so that's another thing. But perhaps the biggest piece of news that we've talked about for months and months and months is uh, that uh, Disney and Fox finalized everything. It it became all all good to go midweek. So we're far enough out now that we're all predicting we will see something in an endgame. At least (laughs) there will be some kind of a nod somewhere to something being back. Yes. So whether it's X Men or Fantastic Four or any of the other characters, um, now that Disney owns Fox, it's not. Some people are just like, oh, they bought 20th Century Fox. Do you know what that means? No, you don't know what that means. Uh, because it's it's includes 20th Century Fox, Fox Searchlight, Fox 2000, Fox Family, Fox Animation, their television creative units, t- 20th Century Fox Television, FX Productions, Fox 21, FX Networks, National Geographic Partners, Fox Networks Group International, Star India, and the Fox interest in Hulu, which now gives Disney a majority 60% stake, Tata Sky, and Endemol Shine Group. So maybe we'll get some of the... This is um, why the price tag was $71 billion. Yeah. Yes. Well, hopefully we'll get some of the um, old Fox cartoons back on Hulu. Well... Because for a long time, X-Men was on there from the 90s, and yes. it's not there now. That's I didn't get a chance exactly. to see it while it was on there. <laughs> I want to watch it through again. <laughs> now, now, so so you'll see in, in the coming months definitely some new programming on Hulu and more announcements related to mm-hmm. where certain shows are in development and where things are going with movies. And one interesting thing to note, almost immediately, Disney shut down Fox 2000 Studios. Laying off everyone involved. So <laughs> well, that one's that one's one of the smaller studios, wasn't it? That was the one, was the, the movie one? that created Fault in Our Stars, Hidden Figures, Marley and Me, Love Simon. It had some big movies over the past couple yeah. of years. So, but the thing is, Disney has its own drama studio. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't need it. Well, the cool thing, <laughs> Jewel State. I have her on Twitter. She tweeted out this week: "It's official. Kaylee is a Fox, Disney princess." 
No, we're we're actually going with Mal and Jane being the prince and princess. Oh well, that's uh, <laughs> that's the important one. Um, Jane so Cobb is now a Disney princess. FYI, I can, <laughs> the great thing was I can actually see him doing it. Exactly. Hey, I'm a princess. Exactly. Okay, with the big gun. Yes. <laughs> So well, I, I do have a list of, in case you don't know, kind of the span. We've talked before about some of the movies and shows that Disney now owns. So you have a list of some of the biggest but ideas? But I have, I have a list of a bunch of them that, especially some that you might not realize. Um, so we've got The Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad, King of the Hill, Bob's Burgers, The Shape of Water, Avatar, Alien and Predator, Titanic, how I Met Your Mother, X-Men, Deadpool, Fantastic Four, as we of course know, Ice Age, uh, the most recent Peanuts movie, so they could continue those uh, for some reason, Planet of the Apes, Die Hard, <laughs> Kingsman, uh, which is interesting because Netflix owns the rest of the Malarverse and now Disney owns Kingsman because it was a separate, it was <laughs> right. separate, con- it was contractually separate with yeah, Fox. Right. So, well, Disney's um, worked with Netflix on stuff anyway. Exactly, so, so they can release it. Uh, Home Alone, Night at the Museum. The entire TV Whedonverse, which is Firefly, Buffy, Angel, Dollhouse, which would be an interesting comeback to make. Mm-hmm. Um, X-Files, 24, American Horror Story, MASH, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, old films such as Sound of Music, Fantastic Voyage, Miracle on 34th Street, most of Mel Brooks's movies, and the 60s Batman series. So Disney owns yeah. DC. That's what? <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, so yeah, so you won't be seeing that on DC Universe anytime soon. <laughs> well, I figured that's why it's not there anyway because uh, DC didn't own the rights to it. Yeah, Warner Brothers didn't make it. Always rights issues. Always rights issues. So Vicky found an interesting one with well, it on Aliens, though. Actually, you were the one that found it this morning. Yeah, but you had the article there. She, um, I guess, she has the article, but In, um, uh, high school, you know. It's time of year. High school um, starts throwing their plays. There's their spring play. Oh, I heard about this one. Yeah, yeah. They did the Alien. They took Alien and wrote it as a spring play for school. Yeah, and, it, and I, I guess that's cool. Everybody that saw it said actually it was really good. There's no reason not to. I mean, I've seen productions of Little Shop of Horrors at, at yeah. high schools. Well, that yeah. one started as and an on play on stage musical. Well, it did. Yeah, but I mean, high school's doing it. Yeah. It's got adult themes, so but, um, why not just go sci-fi all the way and do something like it? Right. I mean, looked at some of the pictures. It looked really good. Yeah, they they made quite an effort with costumes nice. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, and that that basically covers my news. Wow. <laughs> like I said, there was a lot this week. Um, well, that's all. That, and see, I wish when I was in high school, we were writing our own stuff. We we ended up getting licensed and doing shows that were already out there. Just because right. Ken liked to run right. around and his, he still talks about it. His uh, coconut brawl and his. Uh, that was one scene. Yeah, that's one scene. I did, we did South Pacific. So you got to do the show where the guys have the uh, dress skirts and the, the guys have to yeah. dress up. That's right. right. That was, we did it. They did a show. See? You still own your coconuts somewhere. Yeah, I have the coconuts somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the strings or anything for them, but I have the coconuts. So uh, there you have it, Geeksters. At one one of these times, you'll be able to see Ken's coconuts. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> see, you set yourself up for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have someone walking behind me clapping them together. There you go. We could we could do a do our own Molly Python. Well, well, going into that, that is like a new trend right now. What? Glittery testicles. What? Yes. Yeah. On dogs. Yes. Dog I groomers. Know about this. Dog groomers are dipping. Yeah, I heard about that. Yes. No. <laughs> FYI, if any of you do that, send us the picture. Make sure, it has to be your dog though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Geekwatch1 at gmail.com. Make sure it's a dog. <laughs> yeah, because, We know. can tell. <laughs> oh. Oh, 
this is one of the few times I'm glad that Miss Dawn's the only one that looks at the email. <laughs> but no, see, I knew I about it. I will share the image on Instagram, but it has to be guaranteed I, I that saw it. I knew about it, but I wasn't going to talk about <laughs> it. Was, I wasn't going to bring that up either, but... Um, well, at this point, though, we are going to probably talk about... Hey, your um, coconuts fell into it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about Love, Death, and Robots. And this was a straight-up mature show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's up to you guys. I mean, we're, we're going to try to keep it as clean as we can, being Geekwatch 1. We can, we can keep but, it clean yeah. by talking about it. But there, there are mature themes running through this, and there's plenty yeah, of things in there that, no. These just are because not, it's animated, do not let your children watch this. Yeah, if you've yeah. ever seen <laughs> Heavy Metal, or the Especially second Heavy Metal 2000. the murder, but then... Yeah. I saw this happen, because I, uh, I was dating somebody at one point, and it was like... Uh, Holidays, something like Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, whatever, and so American Pop was on. That's another one. And I, and I, and I kept, I was telling my, I was telling my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, the kids shouldn't be watching that. She said, oh, it's a cartoon. No, I, I, I said, no, but I'm trying to. She said, ah, no. She said, you're just worried too much. I'm like, okay. This, and then like two scenes later, it was like in the 20s, so there's topless flappers, and then all of a sudden one of the moms like, what is this? Like, oh, that's I like, told you. That's like we were talking about um, when anime made the first big push into America for the actual the actual anime, not yeah. the stuff right. they brought over and put on TV. Right. With stuff like Fist of the North Star yeah. and Akira and some of these other ones that first started coming over and were easily available in the video stores. And parents were like, oh, and kids like, hey, can I watch this? Sure, it's a cartoon. That's <laughs> yeah, not a cartoon. No, no. See, this, this is kind of good because it teaches parents to just not assume things. Well, yeah. Right. The funny thing is, is when I was in college, I watched the one and it was edited, so things were blurred out. When I went to, I think, Blockbuster and, and rented it. Oh, jeez. Ways later. <laughs> I think you were saying, yeah. And it wasn't edited. Well, we were evil because our one roommate decided to sleep in the living room, and we plugged it in and left. Yeah, oh. You have that video because it was Fist yeah. of the Lord, the original Fist of the Lord. Oh, yeah, Star. Fist, yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, that it's one a good anime, fun. but it's definitely an adult anime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we were evil. We let our roommate sleep and played, and then the bosses came in. <laughs> With that play. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but this, Love, Death, and Robots is um, the latest in a long line, like we're saying, of uh, this is adult, um, mostly animated anthology mm-hmm. film. So, like I said, we have stuff like this falls right in with um, Heavy Metal, Heavy Metal 2000, uh, the one you said, American Pop, and a lot of these other ones that are straight anthologies. Mm-hmm. That, they- the shows don't. They were Match basically inspired by heavy metal, but mm-hmm. unlike heavy metal, like like you said, heavy metal had one thing that appeared in all yeah, the episodes. Like, like the orb that kind of. This had nothing. This was. Yeah. They were all technically sci-fi fantasy. That was the only related thing between mm-hmm. them. Yeah, this was a true anthology. Yes, and it was all totally separate stories, totally different crews doing them. Right. The general, the overall producer, I think, in. Um, it was Tim Miller was the his, anim, his animation studio mm-hmm. and David Lynch David did Lynch. the producing. Other and than that, the rest the was all The whole thing originals. is obviously David Lynch. If you've seen any of his stuff and yeah. how basically sexist and misogynistic it can be, yeah. this is completely David Lynch and in that way inappropriate for this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this well is, no one wanted the anthology until Netflix like, okay. Yeah, yeah it seems exactly. Like it, it took 11 years. Now. It took 11 years for them to get here. Yeah. And they should have left it alone. <laughs> That, like I said, this is an old school style of sci-fi. Yeah, that doesn't make it right. I, well, no, I didn't say it was right. <laughs> this is going to be the first one that's going to, for I think one of the first few shows that we've watched that we're very divided, even uh-huh. in ourselves. Like I liked a lot of this, and a lot of it, no, there was way wrong. Yeah. The werewolf you know one I mean? was was good. 
but some of the stuff is like you don't need as much detail as they go into with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that they wanted it to be R-rated, so they purposely that was did I, I think throughout that was the one problem is they went for shock value. Like there was mm-hmm. a lot of stuff they showed that were completely unnecessary plot-wise. Right. You mm-hmm. didn't need to see it. It was like, oh, it's R, so let's show it anyway. Yeah. Oh, like was it cool. necessary? Like the um the the the. Basically, the dude chasing the chick run around naked. Yeah, yeah. That was, that yeah. was completely unnecessary. That, like, that entire the plot in it required <laughs> nothing of the whole nudity aspect in the club and stuff. It didn't require this. That. Yeah. This whole thing got to the point. The problem I had with it was with some of the other stuff that we talked about that was R rated. That um, this, if it was done live action, which you could do now with the CG mm-hmm. and stuff, yep. and it wouldn't cost that much, it would have been NC seventeen. Yeah. Because yeah. of the graphicness of some of the, um, it just in the nudity itself, yeah. would have put it in that. And and really looking at the plot of the, there's there's twenty stories here. Okay, there, these are twenty episodes. Yeah, twenty. I but, only saw eighteen. But some of them are only seven or eight minutes long. Yeah, other ones are longer than that. So it's they go really quick. But if you look at the plot of most of them. The, the nudity is actually gratuitous. Like, you can actually yeah. say that. In most cases, it has nothing to do with anything going mm-hmm. on. And you could have done this live action without it and not missed anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, uh, after the one that, where they were controlling the monsters. Yeah. That one I wouldn't mind seeing more. That could have become an interesting... That would have been an interesting... Longer where it could have gone. Thing. Yeah, there were some great ideas and great stories in here. Right. But you had to weed through some of the stuff that, like... The Hitler multi-universe one. That did. See, we didn't even watch all of them. Yeah. We yeah. Gave, we, after watching about five of them, it became like, it felt like we were wasting our time because so many of them were just dull. Yeah. And like, there was one where they were like, um, it was a farming colony and they were shooting all these aliens yeah. coming in. See, I enjoyed First that. First of all, you didn't care about the farmers at all. That's no. one of the problems. The writing was so bad that you didn't care about the people. And secondly, it just looked like a, a rematch of Starship Troopers. Yeah. Like, even the characters look like yeah, that. Yeah, because it reminded me of that and also reminded me of, um, what were the one where they were uh, underground? Kevin Bacon's uh, movie. Oh, Tremors. Um, Tremors? Yeah, it kind of reminded yeah. me of that. So I, yeah. I kind of felt like that episode was pointless because you know the story already. You don't care about the people. So The twist the at the end was kind of fun. The fact yeah. that all of a sudden you find out, wait a minute, they're in colonies on another yeah, world. Yeah, but that didn't matter. Like, yeah. if, they, if they had somehow established that early on. And the fact is... With all of these episodes being so short, you can't say, well, they didn't have time to do this. this." There are a lot of shorts out there where you actually care about the characters. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of put a lot of it down to bad writing. Like, it just really wasn't done well. See, yeah, that one, you can tell, especially that one specifically, was to watch giant mech squash monsters. Yeah. That's the whole thing of it. Like, (laughs) you could play a video game to do that. And that's what a lot of the writing to me was. It was video game writing because they basically just had to say... These mechs fire a lot of weapons and kill these dozens of aliens coming yeah. at them. That's the mm-hmm. entire script. Like, you know? But some of the really good ones, the one about the three robots going through and finding... That was stupid. Oh, I love... That was hilarious. That was pointless. Oh, my God. <laughs> that got so annoying. All the, the whole point of it was three robots walking through an apocalypse complaining about humanity... And try, well, they're trying to figure out what everything was. <laughs> and then and then at the end, oh, by the way, cats have a thumb now and they can talk. Like, what? <laughs> cats was, took over. Yeah, it was, and it was stupid comedy, too. Like, they came up with stupid one-liner jokes, and it just, well, yeah, it was not. See, I like dumb comedy sometimes. Isn't yeah. Right? So I had fun with that one. I don't know. What'd you, did you find I, that ones you like, Kylan? I, well, I like the. Because there uh, were some good ones there. There were two that I did like. I will give you that. I, I I didn't mind the farming colony one only because it was uh, it was like a video game. Well, <laughs> I guess I mean it, it, it was interesting to it, to me. It was a it was interesting that but now at the, by this point, you know, because you don't think of farmers 
you know, having access to like military grade weaponry, especially, you know, yeah, so, especially when you start off that one, and, and, and he's just checking out in the field, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he gets into a mech and starts attacking. Fit. Wait a minute! Yeah. So th- there was that, like you know. Well, you knew there had to be some sci-fi element yeah, to it, right? You know, you were just waiting for it. But like, uh, yeah. But I'll admit, like, it, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff seemed gratuitous and mainly just for shock value. And I, I don't know. I there, there's to this. I'll, I'll, I'm willing to say, like, if you're into it, there's a place for that. But at the same time, it just didn't really. It didn't. It, I, there were a lot of times I just kind of like I felt like I was just kind of waiting to see what was going to happen next. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, because you wanted to complete it, not because you actually cared. Right. Like the, I did like the one. Was it the one about the the artist that you end up? Zima part- Blue. Zima that was Blue. one of that, that was, was cool. one of the best episodes. Zima Blue. Was you like that one too, ones. didn't you? Yeah. Zima Blue. And and the thing is, it had it had the no exploitation. It had no nudity. It, it, was, it was all right. It was it was actually a deeper story than any of the others because mm-hmm. and this ending was actually a surprise somewhat. Yeah. Right. And it was only ten minutes, but it gave you a lot, mm-hmm. and it actually made you care by the time it came to the end. Like, mm-hmm. what's he going to do? What's he? What's going on with these bigger and bigger? murals in this pool and right. yeah. that actually made you care so that that 10 minute story proved how much better the other ones could have been yeah <laughs> right and the other one that was really good was Good Hunting which um, one that was the Asian one um, that, it, that, that was the uh, that ended up steampunk yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah the one that started like an Asian myth and then it became yeah. steampunk yeah. yeah that that one was detailed again that one that was, didn't that was require, a twist that went steampunk with it. it it didn't require the nudity involved but it wasn't as over the top as as other ones so it wasn't you know blatantly strange and plus she was a robot by that point yeah, yeah. and well the one the one that transfer, trans trans for whatever from a fox wasn't at the time but right. she had been an animal so you know right um, yeah but I mean at least that one had a lot of depth because it had a long time span too. Yeah, it did. Well, and, and the nudity it did have in that one wasn't done for, for it wasn't yeah it wasn't overly gratuitous. stuff. It was it seemed like it was almost natural. It made it because made sense. she's transferring into an um, animal that comes From back animal to human, to human, and, and then that, that and the actually one who's a robot. made sense for what it was. It wasn't yeah. there just to say, "Hey, look, she's naked." Yeah, right. <laughs> Unlike that one, uh, the witness that it was just like, "Hey, she's naked, running down a hall." Um, yes, that was. <laughs> That, that one, the twist was cool at the end of it, but it took a lot to get and, to it. And the entire plot, you could have done that same story with zero BDSM club, zero yeah. stripping, zero naked woman, and mm-hmm. you could have had the exact same thing with a chase and a twist uh-huh. at the end. That's kind of why I had a problem with that one. Yeah. Um, Which some, ones like, about- some of them did have really good animation. Other ones weren't quite so yeah. great, but some but of them it, really had good animation. Just like the, you get with all these anthologies, you get totally different types of animation throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Right. right. Um, including, this one had a live action one. Well, mostly it's live action with the one with Topher Grace. And the whole civilization that grows... It, well, it's a, <laughs> a whole civilization that grows from nothing to all the way to the end of civilization... To the totally wiped out at the end of the day, and then they restart the next day in his icebox. So it's like the life of a fruit fly. Yeah. So they open up the icebox and are able to watch this whole civilization the entire day, and then it dies and goes to the next, and it restarts right. from nothing, okay. and it's just like a regular evolution of our world. Okay. It's where they get way past from. Then you see the industrial revolution. You That'd see be all like this playing in, a Sim game, like you play Sim City. Yeah. You just create your city and. You see billions of years in one day. Yeah, that would work. Sim City. It was kind of cool. Inspired them, Sim City. Yeah. It was an old school icebox, too. One of the old ones with a latch uh-huh. on it. and <laughs> That was cool. Well, which ones did you really like, Vicky? When we were watching it? 
Well, I said which ones I like. Yeah. I like the first one with, with like, the kaiju one. Yeah, that Find was out that kind she was actually not in the body. She was in the kaiju. Yeah, that was a monster. good little twist in that one for mm-hmm. sure. And then, well, it was all based on revenge. Yeah, what they did to her. And then, um, I but that was actually one. that made it problematic though. Yeah, using that as a as a plot device is always a problem, and that's why it's a problem that these were all done by men. Well, <laughs> then, yeah. But what else, Vicky? The wolf one was wasn't too bad. Yeah, we felt that, bad for him, but then. Yeah, the werewolf one. It was a cool story, but it's another one that it was. Grotesquely nude on that one. It's like yeah. you don't need the, them running around. You, shading and stuff could be used. And right, this is that's one of the ones that definitely would have given it an NC seventeen. Yeah, like, like we said, just, it's like they they did a lot of this just because they, it was yeah. on Netflix. Just and they were able to say this is, a, and that's the thing. It's like they brought this out, and Netflix has been promoting it, trying to make it almost a mainstream. Everyone should watch, sort of thing. It's not something no. everyone should watch. Well, like there's a lot of people, even if you're into sci-fi, who will just completely be turned off by this thing. Yeah. Well, I think um, it is because the first time I saw this was actually saw <clears throat> a headline before last week's show mm-hmm. with David Lynch and Tim Miller yeah. talking about this, how they, they originally envisioned this. They wanted to do another heavy metal. Yeah. Then they found out 11 years ago that Robert Rodriguez has the rights to heavy metal. Yep. Right. So they couldn't do it. So this one, and you can see people who enjoyed heavy metal because heavy metal had BDSM and mm-hmm. all the misogyny and all that stuff all through it. That's the way that style of fantasy is done. Right. Right or wrong, that's what it is. <laughs> True, but... It but that's what this... It, I know, but that's what this is. Yeah, but it doesn't get to be acceptable now. <clears throat> I know. Back the then, people... Well, yeah, exactly. O- over the span of when they were creating this and what they're comparing it to, mm-hmm. things have changed. That's, yeah. People were willing to accept heavy metal as that, and it wasn't mainstream. Yeah. Oh, this, never was. This, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Heavy metal was never mainstream. Mm-hmm. It was never intended to be seen by mass audiences, well, whereas this is. It makes a difference. Was this yeah. metal on like late night MTV or something? No, no, no. you're thinking not. stuff like Aeon Flux and Liquid TV and stuff like that. But but heavy metal was basically cult following. Yeah. It yeah. really wasn't something you'd find everywhere. No. So it makes a difference. And one of the problems I had with this as I was reading into the series is that all the episodes had male directors. All of them but one had male writers. Uh-huh. That's a problem throughout the entire thing. And honestly, I blame David Lynch for that because that's the way he is. Yeah. And right. that's how I kind of knew I wasn't going to like most of them going yeah. in because that's, David Lynch's aesthetic and just his mindset is not is not made for this time. Well, I think the ones I liked the most when I was watching this, the ones I liked the most were the ones that were actually space sci-fi ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where they um, were going into hypersleep and they got launched way out in the middle of nowhere. That I enjoyed that one. Isn't that, that's the one you watched. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. probably. A, it had a very alien feel to it, almost. And then, like, the guy wakes up and he realizes, well, yeah, his reality. It's Matrix. Totally, yeah. 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 And I was like, that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then there was the other one with the um, the lady in the pod that actually was taking supplies up to the one satellite and ends up having to, like, um, freeze her own arm off and break it, trying to get back to the satellite. Right. Mm-hmm. And ends up saving herself but losing, like, half of her arm because Okay, of perhaps the most stuff. pointless one, though, is about yogurt. Let me just tell you that. Um, <laughs> yogurt takes over the, the universe. The only way it's funny is if you're in Ohio. Yeah. Um, that, that was the one funny bit. I, for but some reason. yogurt becomes sentient, takes over the world, and then leaves the world behind. That's the whole plot of the entire thing. But well, it's all okay. Yeah, it's all world peace and disappear. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why is it? I've noticed in the last ten years, Ohio's the center of everything. Hollywood always. Ohio Ohio is always, always it's been about the last twenty or thirty years because there's a lot of like bands that come out of Ohio. There's a lot of shows set in Ohio. And we're just Actually, a, we're just a general stuff. normal. Pl- that, I think that's Ohio, it. We're just normal. The, the Ohio's the center of weird, and nobody knows. Ohio's that. always has always been the center of the universe because rock and roll got its name from here. And I just to be honest with you. Uh, uh, Larry Flint's from Ohio. Uh, you had also it's the center of another universe. Um, <laughs> you, uh, well, we have what, what two or three presidents to come from Ohio. A lot of bands. A lot in, of like, bands come from, from Ohio. Yeah. The truth is, Ohio. Hey, much Third Rock is from the, the Sun was set in Ohio. Yes, right. Would you have? Well, the other one that I liked too was the one where basically the the military plane became sitting it in a way or whatever. The thirteen thirteen. Which one? The plane. The pilot. Oh, thirteen thirteen. Yeah. The um. She was a dropship. Okay. And uh, did you guys watch that one at all? No. It was, it was kind of like a Halo dropship. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, just like they would use, like a, um, so oh, what is it, the it, Osprey that they use now? Where many of the it was that, but it was a Starship Troopers type thing where she brought the many guys the crew down. Came, or the crew before came, didn't survive. The ship did. She was like, the okay. Yeah, she was Lucky 13, is what they called her. Well, okay. She was like thirteen pilot, the 13th pilot, and. They ran, they ran out know how many missions unscathed and nobody died. Because with this new pilot. Right. And then finally, the um, the ship itself, uh, you can tell, there's little things all throughout it that you see the cameras watching her. Mm-hmm. But it's the pilot doing all this. But in the end, the ship sacrificed itself to save all of the people. Okay. So that was actually a cool one. Okay. She said it, said the auto explosion, and it wouldn't go off. And she was just like, what? She's like, she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to go. <laughs> and then the bad guys basically climb on top of the sh- on top of the plane and get in the plane. Yeah, and because like the one where she was trying to get out originally when she crashed because she was the last one out of the ship. She couldn't. Her um, connection cord went undone. And then um, um, RPG went through where she would have been and blew a hole through the side. Ah, okay. So as soon as that does that and it goes through and blows up, she falls. It uh, lets her through. Just like mm-hmm. that and clicks. She goes out, you know. She turns all the, the stuff to make the ship blow. She goes out, and then she looks back, and because her and her crew are in the trench, she's like, she doesn't want to go. She doesn't right. want to go. And the rest of the bad guys go and surround the ship, and she explodes. It takes out the entire platoon. Right. Yeah, it's the cool thing with that is that it was done very smart. That it's little things that um, unless you know, being this type of show, you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's little tweaks and stuff that you see actually in battle and combat and other things mm-hmm. where um, a split second, one way or the other. And I, I'm gone. Right. Well, right. you can see that it's actually the ship stopping things for that split second and guiding so that the, this pilot survives. Okay. Oh, okay. So it was that one was Which, a really good one. One where she ran out of bullets and had nothing else to shoot. So they she flipped around and went over top of the um, a bad guy airplane basically and, and um, proceeded to drop. Um, her flares. Her flares okay. into the into the cockpit. Shot into the cockpit right. of the. Oh, okay. Because it went through the glass. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really good. There's another one that was a Starship Troopers feel to it because like the, she was taking one, like space marines. The down. one that see this, this is the funny thing because we're comparing it to things so much. Obviously, these are not original stories. That's no. one of the other problems. There was like think three original um, stories. The rest were all short stories. Yeah, but I mean you're you're comparing it to other things that weren't you know related to the. Yeah, you can see where where ten. If you look at it, ten go ten eleven years ago, you can. see yeah, where they got, and so so you're not getting much original, which is probably why a lot of this felt like a waste of time to me. Yeah, um, and that's just the thing is 
you're not spending a lot of time on it because so many of them are so short. <laughs> so yeah, you're, well, add 18 to 20 episodes, the whole thing you watch in about a three-hour time span. Yeah, it's not even a large binge if you're if you're binging it. I mean, it's a couple episodes of another show is, is what you're binging. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a huge time suck, but honestly, most of these kind of suck. So <laughs> it's... Yeah. Look honestly, look online for what people are agreeing with as the best episodes and just watch those. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, there were some phenomenal episodes <laughs> in here, but there was a lot that was just crap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it it's hit or miss mm-hmm. and I I'm This is probably one that if I if we'd seen the whole show before and I, I honestly if I had seen the whole show before I suggested that, we probably wouldn't probably talk wouldn't about it. Even. Right. Because I'm like But people need to know. Well yeah. Well one and this is this was way more adult than we usually like to go here. Well, the funny thing the is, we, we got into watching some of it, and Kylan's like, this is not a Ken thing at all. Why did he suggest this? <laughs> I saw the first episode. That was that hilarious, though. The monster, the monster battle was the first one we saw. And and as soon as Kylan said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, and he's having to watch it all, too. <laughs> well, like, the, the adult stuff didn't bother me. It's yeah. just that the, it just wasn't... It will bother a lot of people, though. That's yeah, the right. thing. You have to be prepared for it was, this, because it's like going to bother you. The problem with it is that there's too much of it. Yeah. A little bit uh, here and there it is fine, it, but... And, and like we said, it has nothing to do with the plot, and it's not necessary. I mean, okay, if that's your thing, if you'd rather watch that than, you know, find your favorite website, fine. But <laughs> but no, really, don't. I mean, no. it's the, if, if there's quality writing, and then that part makes sense, then okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but don't... I, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say because I had that that you automatically should discount it, but, you know, the thing is... If you have quality writing, that part makes sense. Okay, fine. But if it's crap writing and you're doing that and you bring that in to try and... Just to get attention. Yeah, then, you know. Yeah. Don't, it's no. not worth it. So, yeah. If we keep coming back to it, basically this whole show was, or series was made for Shock Factor. Yeah. Which, like, we keep going back. That That's the whole reason. That's really what heavy metal and that type of show is about. And that's mm-hmm. what David Lynch is about. Look exactly. at any of his stuff. He does I'm not, see, I'm not even seeing Fight Club, Valley. but I've heard it's fun. I don't know. I've never, or not fun, but I've heard it's He's a decent show. What? I thought David Lynch did Fight Club. Did David Lynch produce Fight Club? I think so. Chuck Palahniuk wrote it. Give me a minute. <laughs> David Lynch did Twin Peaks. I um, like, now the thing is, I liked Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is good, but it's got a lot that's just shock value. Right. And quite honestly, most of David Lynch's stuff involves the exploitation or murder of or attacks on women. And right. that's one of the biggest problems, knowing that he's involved in this, because that's what you get in a lot of the episodes. Right. Especially the one where where she, basically, you find out later on, it's a loop. Yeah. She sees her own the death. The witness, yeah. Kills, kills him. He, you know, witnesses his own death. And, and you know it's that. just going to continue, but I mean, it's... Like, why wasn't he naked, too? He could have been naked, damn it. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like, when you left the club, you kind of, you know, you expect... I know. That. I thought he was naked. No, he like, wasn't naked. She was. She, she was... was flat out naked the whole time she he was in a heel little robe yeah right <laughs> ridiculous anyway yeah the whole <laughs> that one went almost like full frontal on that too I yeah well you know the, the, yeah that one guy that she went and he was all full frontal the, in the in the steam there was a couple one, of them yeah. there was but I mean yeah. that but the thing is though that wasn't shock value I mean they were in bed at the time you know like, right. you know some of the stuff that wasn't shock value and that's what it seems to be though like when it's when it's guys, it's like, oh, it just kind of happens. When it's women, it's like, let's do this. Let's do this more. Let's show more. Right. You know, like, unnecessarily. Right. That's all. <laughs> this is going to be a divided one. And quite honestly, Netflix might ask them to do another one just for the sake, j- just because, because it's, it's going to be a whole about. lot of talk about. Yeah. yeah, a whole lot of buzz. Well, but I mean, at the same time, Netflix might decide, no, this was way too adult and it's getting way too much 
flack for a lot of the stuff that went on in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they'd look for, or they would just do a continuation with different executive producers. Different. Yeah. You know, you'd have yeah, to have depends on who owns this writers and stuff the idea, anyway. But yeah. Well, it, it, and I can see that they pulled they pulled this because we've seen before that they um, anthology series do well on there. Right, mm-hmm. um, and we know that type of show is coming because you see, like CBS is bringing back Twilight Zone again. Mm-hmm. Right, it's going for CBS All Access. But right. Jordan is it Jordan Peele that's Jordan, doing it? Jordan Peele yeah. doing yeah. Su- that premieres what this month? Yeah, and it's and anybody who doesn't know that it is a sci-fi or a strange and unusual anthology show. That's what it's always There's been. Something wrong with you if you don't know Twilight Zone? Yeah, really? mm-hmm. <laughs> there's but already not, something. It's wrong not with actually. You know. I don't know how much since I don't have broadcast TV. I don't know how much it's played in reruns. But it's been a while since it was actually well, every, in the mainstream. Every, every decade. Every Every new year, is it sci-fi that yeah. plays 24 hours okay. for a few right. days straight? I mean, the, the, look, pretty much every decade that that series has been rebooted because yeah. I think in the 70s it was rebooted, in the 80s mm-hmm. it was rebooted, in the 90s. Yeah. And just, so, so yeah. Well, there's a reason they keep going back with that right. one. It's just like Outer Limits, they do the same thing. Um, right. You get it. You get. Um, creep show and um, Tales from the Crypt back and forth. Well, right. I mean that, that's what Black Mirror was born out of. Except Black Mirror just focuses on dark technology. Right. Back. So you know, Black Mirror is kind of like a more modern version of what Twilight Zone was. Yes, yeah. right. And well, now like, you're getting Twilight Zone kind of retelling some of those stories, but going mm-hmm. further. Well, that's like she was saying that another one that they're rebooting that it's a different type of anthology, but Unsolved Mysteries is coming back. Where it's a, Unsolved Mysteries is an anthology. Yeah, it's more of it's telling straight show. stories. It's shorts. Yeah. It's a crime show because they're trying to solve these things. <laughs> well, <laughs> some, but... Mostly it was missing persons. The cool thing with that one, though, is sometimes they drop in something that's a little bit strange and unusual, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, it doesn't make an anthology, no, but... Unsolved Mysteries was never sci-fi related. Weren't they going to bring back... I thought they had it? some paranormal in there once in a while. Mm-hmm. It was strange circumstances that someone disappeared. What was yeah, the one that was on... What was the one that was on NBC that was... What's his Tales name? Something Adventures. Amazing uh, Stories? Amazing Stories, that's it. Yeah. That's we're, a totally we're, different... We're, that was an anthology. That was yeah. Steven Spielberg. They're, yeah. they're, they were redo, they were going to be redoing Amazing Stories at some yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. I love the So it's like stories. the anthologies... We're, I think we're at the beginning of what could be a very good section of anthology stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does this mean we're actually out of actual stories? Because we just keep... We've been out of... They've been, Hollywood's been out of ideas for like 20 years. <laughs> well, I mean, technically speaking, no story's original at this point, but yeah. they're, they're rebooting just for the sake of the name, because a lot of them, the stories are not just retelling the earlier ones. Like, I know for Twilight Zone, they are doing a couple of episodes almost as an homage to a couple of the most famous ones, okay. mm-hmm. but they're also moving on and doing their own. So it's they're cool. not just. That's really not a them. reboot. It's more of like a continuation. Well, yeah, yeah for it's, anthology, it's kind of like return of. That's the cool part about an anthology series. You could actually you don't ever have to say what it is. It's just we're gonna start doing it again. Yeah, it's the same show. Exactly. Twilight Zone's back. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a, there is no through line for any of those stories originally. Right. No. So there doesn't you have can to watch be one them for in now. any order. Yeah, that's like if they would bring back um, Tales from the Crypt actually as a show again, and you just put Crypt Keeper back in there as the and you're. You're there. There's no change, really, other than just the modern stories instead of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Those were great. And, and Tales, that, Tales from the Crypt were, were strictly horror stories. Yeah. That, that's what made it great. Mm-hmm. They were like Stephen King stories and stuff. And so the, the cool great. thing was it wasn't... I mean, they were creepy, but they weren't super scary. I mean, they were fun horror stories, most of them. Yeah. And they even got meta on something. If I remember, the one that had um, Harry... Um, the guy from Night Court. Um, Anderson. Harry Anderson. He was actually playing a writer... Of Crypt Key, or Tales from the Crypt comic books back in the sixties on the yeah. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt show, which is a straight up Stephen King thing because yeah. I mean the dark half, the novel is <clears> about <throat> a novelist 
who's writing under another name because that one came out under Richard Bachman. Right. He's writing under another name who suddenly gets haunted by that other name as it comes to life. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's, it was strictly Stephen King. It's like, yeah. people think meta stuff's new. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Or even early Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. Right. There was some meta stuff. That, and the, the be- some of the best thing about the anthology that we've already mentioned a couple times with Twilight Zone, with Tales from the Crypt, you watch these and it's a who's who who's, who's going to be famous in the next 10 years. Right. Yeah. Because if you look at Twilight, the original Twilight Zone, you had um, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and anybody mm-hmm. else who made any kind of a, ba- a splash in the 60s and 70s were in that original show. Well, actually, right. the, the new ones, though, get people you already know. Yeah. Because, right. like, the, the new Twilight Zone, they've already released the, you know, some of the cast for it, and it's well-known names. Black Mirror has had a lot of well-known names, yeah. both British and American. Right. Um, and, you know, so you're getting people who want to be involved in it now because the big names, they're like, oh, it's only an hour long. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and film it within a week. Yeah. It'll be done, and right. it'll get a lot of recall because uh-huh. people were watching it all over the place. And that's, that's what people loved about these shows. Even, like they said, Tales from the Crypt back in the day was... Mm-hmm. You're in and out in a week. You're done. Yeah. And being an anthology, you you don't have the same cast every week. No. Exactly. And you get big names for the writers, the producers. And I mean, for Twilight Zone, people want to be involved with Jordan Peele. Yeah, right. He's a big thing right now. So, like, uh, there was one series I I loved was called The Hitchhiker. Yes. You know, where, you know, and the the whole thing where, you know, this guy, you know, I I love the ones where the the guy just happens to know stuff about this person. Now, mind you, he's off to the side, and then this, you get the story. So you actually had one tying element between the stories because you had the dude. Yeah, no, and then he's like traveling from place to place. It was kind of like Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that was something they started. That's something they did in the 70s all the way through into the 90s was shows like The Incredible Hulk, The Hitchhiker, um, even you could put in like Knight Rider and some of these other ones where the traveling one, man. You get mm-hmm. one character that moves on from place to place. And then in the eighties, you get Littlest Hobo, the traveling dog. <laughs> <laughs> Littlest Hobo went from town to town, yeah. helping people. But they, they, don't, they only have two or three sets total, and then you just yep. film a different place with mm-hmm. totally new guest stars every time. That's right. right. You have a main cast of like three people, and that's it. Exactly. <laughs> and it works out a lot cheaper, I think, for yeah. a lot of yeah. people. <laughs> So, um, uh, okay. But love Death and Robots. It's up to you if you want to check it out. We're not. I'm. I'm not suggesting it to everybody. I mean, pick and choose, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. You pick and choose. There are. There is some awesome stuff in there, but there's a whole lot of crap. There really is. <laughs> so you got to get way through the crap to get to the good stuff. Yeah, that's why you have to look up what people are agreeing on because mm-hmm. you don't want to have to wade through the 18 or 20 episodes to try and figure now, out what's good. Like Vicky said, the ones that were really good, I, we would love to see them actually expand that out into a, maybe right. a world of some sort. Right. So we'll see what happens and what Netflix decides to do. Netflix may actually look at. I, I can't believe that they didn't watch it before they put it on. Someone well, did, they won't. Well, no. But no, I'm thinking because yeah. um, some of the stuff that's really objectionable in there is like someone actually okayed that to go down there. That's so. true. But mind you, but we have to remember yeah. that we're we're looking at this based on our preferences. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people out there that like that sort of thing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Well, yeah, but if you look at a lot of the writing about it. There's it, kind of agreement across the board as to what's wrong. Right. With the show. Yeah. Right. And and it's not it, it's not even necessarily someone had to have watched it and approved it. Contractually speaking, they may have had to say, "Okay, you can do what you want." No, because <laughs> at the very end, all of these channels have the right of refusal at the very end. They could pull the plug, even if they but, put all the money into it. Yeah, but they said, "You know what? We can't do but this." But they have the name David Lynch. And yeah, they're not going to say no. Ultimately, right. That's the thing. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens from here. Let us know if you watch any of these. Yeah. I really want to know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you thought about it. And it's about the right time for that anyway. So, yeah. did you watch Love, Death, and Robots? Let us know what you thought of it. 
Um, do you like anthology shows? Which we always end up coming back to these. I mean, we have some more coming up soon. Um, we may have to figure out a way to watch Twilight Zone when it comes out and check that just to see what it is. <laughs> If, so. there, if, if there's, uh, you know, a short-term subscription... <laughs> I think I think CBS All Access has, a, like, a five-day trial or something like that. Or it it trial. depends, because I think Twilight Zone might be weekly, though. CBS yeah. All Access is a weekly. So you have yeah. to wait till, so it, wait wait till, till it's done. And then binge it. <laughs> trial, binge the whole thing. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but let us know what you thought of it, or what you think of the return of anthologies to TV again, and, and to streaming. You can um, let us know www.geekwatch1.com to find everything for us our blogs our um, friends our sponsors everybody's on that page um, you can also email us geekwatch1 at gmail.com you can put um, geekwatch1 into a search bar on any social media we are there as geekwatch1 if you put geekwatch1 into a search bar and don't find us let us know Miss Dawn will take care of that problem I have my own ways. That's right. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on our network homes, the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebyGeeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And so for Dawn and Kylan and Vicky and Cassie and myself, just remember... No matter where you go, 